Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And please, please join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. I was just in there today asking if anyone in the U.S. was able to get a copy of the British Vogue because I went in the airports. I went from like Hudson News to Hudson News and I yeah, couldn't no. find one. And so no one else has found one. My hopes are not super high. First think, of all, like for a while. I think it'll like in the next few weeks, maybe yeah. just I, I don't know. I was just like going from place to place. Do you have British Vogue? And they're like, what? <laughs> Why are you asking me that? I even asked in Penn Station. Sorry, tangent. Okay, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. You can also send us an old-fashioned email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Uh, this week, we are talking about Megan's birthday. Yeah. Eugenie is entering the podcasting game. Competition. <laughs> and, oh, please excuse us while we discuss our future homes. Yeah, we have a whole bunch of decor things to discuss. Finally. A little special segment. And this week we have a very special royal refreshment that we referenced last week. <laughs> and now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. This is much stronger than yes. last week's. Uh, we're drinking some rosé from Moet and Chandon, and then we put the Hendrix gin in it. But it's not just any Hendrix gin. Hold on. I'm going to spin the bottle around. Does that sound terrible? Does that I'm... mean you're going to kiss me? I know. It's a Hendrix Midsummer Solstice limited release. So it's a more of a floral uh, Hendrix gin infused with natural flavors and floral essences in celebration of the eternal mysteries of the midsummer solstice. The eternal mysteries. Oh my gosh, that makes me think of the movie Midsummer. I did not see it. I haven't seen it. I'm terrified, but I read the Wikipedia page. So did I. And then I asked people, I'm like, did that really happen in the movie? And they said yes. So two, yeah, two movies in the last two years, Hereditary and Midsummer. I was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to go see those. But you have to read about it. But I watched the trailers and I want to know what happens. And the Wikipedia pages are riveting. Just riveting stuff. So unlike those terrifying films that I can't <laughs> stop thinking about what I imagine it looks like. Correct. This drink is very good. It's very good. It's got a purple bottle. and Plus, anytime you put a liquor into a wine or yes. champagne, I'm like, okay, we'll see what happens. And we are drinking out of giant chalices, basically. There's so a lot of champagne in there. And we're both like jet lagged and exhausted. Yeah. So <laughs> we are... <laughs> You're in for a treat. Yeah. So as you guys might have noticed, if you follow us on social media, Lisa and I were both in Los Angeles or the environs this weekend. Lisa red-eyed in home to New York today, and I took a flight that got me home at 2.30 in the morning. So I don't know what planet I'm on. I did not sleep, but I ate a lot of Swedish fish. So. Yeah, I got like three and a half hours, but at least it was in a bed unlike you. So I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Proud of Thank me. You. We didn't see each other. Someone commented on my Instagram wondering like if we were there together. Alas, we were not. We yeah. were like six hours apart at LAX. You told me that you sensed my presence at LAX. Yeah, I did. And I was like, no. I felt it. I felt it. Um, to all of the Roros who live in Southern California, what a... What a wonderful place. Yeah, we're very jealous that you get to live there. And speaking of Roros that live in Southern California, we have a really great listener email from oh my goodness. an Angelino. Yes, we sure do. Um, this is from Susie. Subject line, my dearest royally obsessed sisters. Greetings from Los Angeles. So on theme. I have so many Megan 
Markle-related stories that I don't know where to begin. So we have to narrow down this letter from Susie because there is so much good stuff in here. Um, I'm going to include the part that's, like, not even on um, – theme with what with Meghan Markle. She just noted um, she's a former Miss USA and she won in 2003. And she said, were you ladies born yet? LOL. I'm so old. Now, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> 2003. 2003. I wish. Were we juniors then? I was a junior. Uh, yeah, I was a junior yeah. in high school. Um, we were certainly born and we're certainly, certainly born. older than we seem. We were 16. And if I had been born in 2003, I'd be 16 now, which is hilarious. Oh, wow. I know. Synergy. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what it is. It was a half a life. I should be in business. Half a lifetime ago. So, Susie, thank you. Um, we are in your 30s as you are. I looked you up on Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Susie's one of her stories is um, sort of too removed. She recently ran into Tiffany Smith in an audition room because Susie is also an actress. So she saw Tiffany Smith, who played Megan in Harry and Meghan Becoming Royal. Um, I walked into the waiting room. We made eye contact and flashed huge smiles to each other. I had an internal freakout moment, and I couldn't bring myself to tell her how much I loved her in the film and that I listened to her interview on Royally Obsessed. She was the next actress to go into the audition room, so I let her focus on her lines instead. I auditioned immediately after her, so sadly by the time I was leaving, she was gone. However, she was the sweetest. On her way out, she looked at me and the other two actresses and said, break a leg, girls. Love her. That seems totally on brand for her because when we spoke with her, she was so kind. Yes, she was super lovely. Um, so I, I would also feel very starstruck uh, if I saw her. Um, let's see. One of the other <laughs> – I love this observance from Susie. She said, I have to say that I feel like Megan and Harry totally listened to the pod. I can see Megan – tending to her new garden at Frogmore Cottage or going for long walks with little Archie fast asleep in his baby carrier while his mama listens to their royal highnesses of royally obsessed. You ladies are so much fun and brilliantly entertaining. I really like that vision. I also really like when people compliment us. (laughs) So two things there that I really appreciate. (laughs) Megan walking around with Archie and a Bjorn, is it? I don't know. Uh, well, she said a baby carrier, but I, yeah, but Bjorn. But I'm, I'm subbing it in for a Bjorn. Bjorn. What I like to imagine is that Megan and Harry um, are sharing air pods, so like one in each of their ears. Sometimes my boyfriend and I do that on the subway, so we can listen to the same podcast at the Romance. same time. I know. So I, I hope that, that I'm in Prince Harry's here, ear right now. Maybe. He's probably like, (laughs) these girls are crazy. He's like, that one still has vocal fry. She's been sick for two and a half weeks. (laughs) What the the heck is going on? Caitlin, Uh, you're just from New Jersey. It's just what? I'm just a millennial from New Jersey. Anyway, um, lots of love and God save the pod, Susie. Miss USA 2003 slash Duchess of Los Angeles. Kissy face. P.S. May I suggest a royal refreshment? Rosé champagne with a nice splash of elderberry syrup in, in honor of the Sussex's wedding cake. So we're like sort of in that vein right now. We have a floral liqueur into a rosé champagne. Yes. I wouldn't mind doing it two weeks in a row. Sometimes my boyfriend gets this tonic water with elderflower in it from the mm-hmm. co-op Yum. Slope, And so we put it with gin, and it's very good. That's a delicious drink. Elderflower, I assume, is the same as elderberry because I'm ignorant. Oh. But I read it as elderflower. Maybe su- – no, it, that's what she – she wrote elderberry. Yes. But um, in my mind, they're the same. They probably aren't. And I'm sure people are like, this is offensive. <laughs> I imagine in both cases it would lend some florality to our cocktails. I'll look into it. This is great. We're feeling loose. I'm feeling loose. We're here. Caitlin had a really difficult oh commute. Oh, my gosh. I guys. took a red eye. Again, I'm already like, why don't I live in Southern California? And then it took me an hour and 40 minutes to get to the podcast studio tonight because there were no trains running – 
to our studio. Harrowing. Harrowing. It's fine. We're going to get real chipper now. Um, we have This Week in Royal History is a birthday. And now, This Week in Royal History. Princess Beatrice of York. She was born August 8th, 1988. Oh, yeah. I think we did this last year. 8888. Oh, my God. That's right. Well, wow. easy for her family to remember. And also probably, um, do you remember one year the MTV VMAs? They were like... Nine 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 nine. Yes, maybe we'll get some like oral history throwback stuff. The Ringer did something about this for music of nineteen ninety nine recently. Oh, I highly recommend it. Anyway, we're really going to have a lot of tangents today. But anyway, <laughs> Princess Beatrice of York, who is Beatrice Elizabeth Mary, which means she has her grandmother's and her great grandmother's name in her name, yeah. um, is a member of the British royal family. She's the elder daughter of Prince Andrew, Duke of York, and Sarah, Duchess of York. She's oh my gosh, wait. She was born at 8.18 p.m. Shush up. Do you think that's true? I hope so. Why would they lie? Because it's just too cute. It just sounds too perfect. <laughs> it's too cute. Um, she was, yeah, the, the first child of the Yorks, the fifth grandchild Wait, of at Portland Elizabeth. Hospital, is that where Megan gave birth to Archie? I don't know. Is it? I think so. I got to fact check myself. Oh, my God. Please where's do. my phone? Oh, I found it. Please do. Um, let's see. Her name and unexpected choice was not announced until almost two weeks after her birth. That's funny because Beatrice is like the name of every baby in Brooklyn right now. I just saw stuff. I think it was in a tabloid, so I don't want to cite it. But mm-hmm. they said there was name drama where allegedly, according to whatever tabloid I read it in, the queen wasn't too thrilled with the first name that they picked. Oh, interesting. But I can't say where I read yeah. this. Well, it says an unexpected choice. So maybe, yeah, there was some drama. Um, That's so crazy to me because it seems like such a normal choice. I agree. Beatrice was the first member. Some really great commentary here. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just focusing on this. Beatrice was the first member of the royal family, of the, of the family to appear in a non-documentary film where she had a small non-speaking role as an extra in The Young Victoria how fun is that? And it notes that she has this bio we're reading that she moved to New York City in 2015. Yes, and it yet, was Portland Hospital. It was Portland. Okay, thank you. And yet, haven't run into her yet. This would be the episode for her to come on because <sighs> we are like no holds bars. <laughs> we have no filter today. <laughs> I slept like maybe an hour and a Can't half. Can't control my face. Um, <laughs> yeah, this sounds great. Um, any day now. Where is she? Why haven't I run into her? Probably because she was like in meatpacking or like West Village or in something. In like fancy places where I do yeah. not go. And like I barely leave Brooklyn. She's on in Crown Heights. No. Probably not. Um, so yeah, that is Beatrice. As we know, she's like really doing great these days. Um, and she- you said that she's having... Oh, a hot girl summer. <laughs> she really is. That's a phrase that they're using on social media. That's what the kids are saying. Um, yeah, she's having just a great summer. Um, she's turning 31 this week. She's been hanging out with her hot, rich Italian boyfriend, Eduardo Mapelli Mazzi. Um, they're always out there in public hanging out. And Hello Magazine reports it was reported that Beatrice's was planning to host a lavish dinner party to mark her birthday with a plant-based menu because she's vegan these days, Um, and including a birthday cake, which would also be dairy-free. I got to say, I support whatever dietary changes you'd like to make in your own life when your friends force them on you. That I don't appreciate. I don't know. I just ate a lot of food last few days, so I'm like, this sounds great. I mean, yeah, vegan, but like, don't tell me to be vegan. No, don't don't serve me a vegan cake. It's not good. 
It's not good. Here's how Caitlin feels. It's not. It's not super delicious. Uh, anyway, that's Beatrice. Happy birthday to be. Happy birthday, B. We think your clothes are awesome. I really like her style. Yeah, I've said this repeatedly. She just goes for it, and we like when people go for it. She's probably less than five miles from us right now. So if she's listening, well, we taped two days early. But if she's listening when this comes out. She can hang whenever she wants. Come to Long Island City. It's <laughs> It'll just only off, take you an hour and 40 it's minutes. It's the 7 train when it runs. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, her sister, Eugenie, um, is the first royal to launch a podcast competition. Yes, I would like to say that we inspired her, except her content is going to be very different. Very, very different from ours and much more serious. So the podcast will highlight the plight of modern slavery. It will be in association with her charity, the Anti-Slavery Collective, which she co-founded with her best friend Julia in 2017. Um, when she announced the initiative on Instagram on Wednesday, they posted a short video clip talking about why slavery is a subject that's so close to their hearts. You're citing people. I'm citing People magazine, yes. Um, Eugenie said, now is the time to talk about this. This is on everyone's minds. And if it isn't, we will make it on their mind. Um, Good for her. I know. It's really great. Um, and she continued, we're doing this for the person who can't scream and shout like we can, for the women, girls, men, children all over the world. That's really incredible. Um, I don't think, I mean, I like to stay pretty politically aware, but I certainly, there's just so much to cover about modern slavery around the world and trafficking. Um, and according to the the ladies, modern slavery is, a, is at an all-time high with an estimated 40.3 million slaves in the world today, the greatest number in history. It's horrible. Really, really awful. Um, this is a whole much bigger issue that's a hidden crime it's forced labor forced marriage domestic servitude it's people not being paid correctly um, she continued so we don't have any info i don't think about when it's planning to launch but we're very excited to listen not the least of which is we're we're really excited to always always to see what the royals bring attention to with what causes they choose to champion and also because it's nice to listen to a british voice it is. We Unlike don't have my voice. Yes, we don't Sorry. have those. But it's also um, really interesting to see uh, the different mediums they're using now. Mm -hmm. That like this is such a modern approach to uh, an issue that's near and dear to her heart. A podcast, you know, like yeah, it's it's relatively new. Again, and, yes. I mean there there are like what is it seven hundred thousand podcasts. <laughs> However, it's such a new thing, yeah. and it's such a great way to get people engaged because when you're listening, you feel like you're involved and like. Yeah. No, it just yada yada yada. It feels very personal to you because they're like in your ear, as I'm sure you feel about me right now. You're very aware of my, you know, my boyfriend, what we talk about, my health, how you share ear your how we share our AirPods, um, how Lisa sleeps on planes or doesn't. You know, all <laughs> these kinds of things. It's all very personal. So it's really amazing that she would bring that touch to this topic. And yeah, I'm always super interested to see how they all use technology and all the media available to them to bring attention to their causes in new and interesting ways. Megan's British Vogue, Eugenie's podcast. You know, it's really interesting to see. And William, Prince William, that is. That guy. That one. He just launched a new initiative as well. Um, it's with the Football Association. They are The Football Association is working with Heads Together to launch a new initiative called Heads Up. And now we're citing town and country. Um, so Kensington Palace released a video of William explaining the project. Uh, he spoke about the excitement of the sports season starting. Then he turned to the importance of players' mental health and physical fitness. Um, he went on and said... We shouldn't confine it to just the teams on the pitch because 
we all have mental health is just as important for those lining up for Manchester City and Liverpool today as it is for those watching in the stands and at home. I can't understand some of that. Like, I guess, I mean, they're soccer teams. (laughs) Manchester and Liverpool are soccer teams. At the pitch, but when I think pitch, I think... um, Baseball pitch. Yeah, no, so, I, I'm with you. Pitch very is, confused. The pitch is the field. The pitch is the, the soccer field. Um, I just think it's a really special new branch of Heads Together. Um, as we know, Heads Together is uh, William, Kate, and Harry's um, mental and health Megan. initiative. And now Megan, mental health initiative that they've been working on for quite a while. And they're always finding new ways to remind you that this cause exists and they will initiate new campaigns. And this is one of them. And I think it's really special and interesting to bring uh, soccer players into the mix because, as we know, um, men around the world aren't really encouraged to speak about their feelings and certainly not like tough athletic men Mm -hmm. aren't likely to talk about, aren't known for talking about their panic attacks or you know, sad thoughts and things like that. Whereas we will tell all of our listeners. I would tell a tree. Like, I love <laughs> talking about mental health. So, um, but I think it's a little more difficult historically for men. They're not really encouraged to do that. So I think it's really special that Prince William is working with these soccer teams. I'm going to keep saying soccer, not football, because I am an American girl. I can't help it. Um, he um, also said about it uh, that the program will... Show the world of football that our mental health is just as important as our physical health and that we all need to take care of our everyday mental fitness and provide support to one another when we face setbacks so that we can match fit, be match fit for whatever lies ahead. Sorry, it got it got sports again. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is such a great quote. And then the foreign language. It got sporty. Sports. It got jargony. We don't understand it. Um, but I think that's really cool. And they mentioned that there will be an activation at the Emirates Uh, Football Association Cup final next May. So it's not just like a one-off. It's going to keep going, which I think is really great. Um, I always think about how William really goes into the, like deep into the bones of British culture to to like force people to talk about mental health. Like I was thinking of that he went to a summit a couple of months ago and he talked about how, like, keep calm and carry on is how their parents were taught and all these things about how stiff upper lip and how it's the culture to not talk about your feelings and not talk about when you're suffering and how he wants to change that. I mean, he is British culture. He's the future king of the country. So um, it's really special, I think, for him to emphasize this. I think so, too. I really, I really like it. I really hope more people talk about mental health. I think he's inspiring people. I hope he's inspiring people. He's just, like, normalizing it, you know? Just even for him, Kate, Harry, Meghan to have their platforms and have these conversations and be like, oh, sometimes I feel sad. Yeah. It's good to talk about it. I still think about that video that they released maybe three years ago that was um, the Cambridges and Harry sitting on a sort of a picnic table in a wooded glen and they're talking. I mean, they're being filmed, of course, but it looks very private and they're discussing their feelings of... Um, grief around their mother and how they've had a really hard time and how Harry has flare-ups of grief around his mother. I don't think that's the term he used, but, you know, that sometimes he still just has really hard weeks and things Mm -hmm. like that. It was really moving, and obviously I remembered it. So um, I'm just – I really like that they do this. That's the thing about folks. Grief Grief never goes away, but people think it does because they think it's like, oh – 
It's been a few months. It's been a yeah. few years, but it never goes away. Or like I'm not going to mention this because it's going to upset you when, of no. course, like it's never not on their minds. So, yeah, I just I I love this cause for them. I will we'll bring it up every time they do because I think it's just really special that this is what they've chosen to dedicate their lives to. Yeah. Thanks, William. Thanks. Anytime we you give us an opportunity to talk about our therapists, we're pretty psyched about it. I know. I haven't been in almost a week. I know. I was away last week, so I didn't do it. Um, okay. So shall we talk about Megan's birthday? Yes, Megan's birthday. Um, I raised a glass to her that day. I mean, I raised a glass to her many a days. Like, I'm doing it right now. We're raising a glass <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Megan, we hope that you had your finest glass of, oh, I can't say it, teen. Tignanello. Tignanello. Yeah. I took Italian for four semesters. <laughs> Tignanello. I took French. So. Yeah, it's tough. So it's a tough one. There's nowhere That's why she me. called it the Tig, you know? Yeah. Anyway. So Harper's Bazaar um, spoke with the palace source. Um, the source told them that Megan marked her birthday, celebrating it at home privately. It was a family day instead of a party. Um, I assume... Harry was there. Yes. Archie was there. Uh, Omid Scobie told Katie Couric for her newsletter that he thought that, you know, she'd be spending it with Archie. And I can only assume, like, you have such a young baby. And yeah. I I feel like as you get older, even now, like, you and I don't have kids, but our birthdays – well, you had a big birthday last year, so never mind. <laughs> my birthdays have changed where I'm just like, oh, my boyfriend can take me out to dinner. And, yeah. Like, maybe – It gets quieter. Maybe people will remember. Whereas you had a stretch limo taking us sure through all the dumpling spots in Queens. So we had very different 30-second <laughs> birthdays. Yeah. But I do – I also think from what I've seen of my friends who are moms that your baby sort of subsumes your birthday for the first couple of years. You know, like, because if you have a cake or anything with a candle in it, like, you're – your baby's blowing it up. You know, it's sort of their your celebration is now their celebration. All celebrations are the kids' celebration, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that she spent it at home. This Harper's Bazaar article notes that two years ago when she was turning 36, Harry whisked her away to Africa for a safari. Um, I remember those photographs <laughs> when they're getting off the plane and Megan um, is holding a hat mm-hmm. and then also like it looks like a, a framed thing. Yes. When he has his arm around her. They look so cute. And like, like, like very normal in jeans and stuff. Yeah, but it's also like, you're bringing art on a safari? Well, maybe she was buying it. Is it on the way back, maybe? Uh, there's no way to I know. don't remember. I do. I can see that image in my mind's eye, but I thought, I assume she was given a gift. That was a gift and that she was probably bringing it back. Okay, I see. I mean, I think when you're flying the way they fly, you can just bring whatever you'd like onto the airplane. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a t- such a funny reminder. Like, she probably had this birthday where she got spit up on by an infant. But two years ago, she was going on a romantic trip to Botswana. And I <laughs> it's assume just different. It's, I assume every Botswana trip is just like the Lifetime movie for Exactly. Them. I'm sure they're both great birthdays. The first one, not the Tiffany Smith one. They're just a little bit different. I mean, last year she was at a wedding. She was at someone else's wedding. So this might be a little bit better than that as well. Oh my gosh, her life has changed so much in two it's years. It's pretty nuts. Um, but yeah, wherever she was, I hope she had a wonderful birthday. Weirdly, we weren't invited. Yeah. It's to so whatever strange. the private dinner was, dinner party, something with the baby. We... So her small event with just her family. It's weird. How how strange that these two random people <laughs> who have a podcast that largely focuses on her were not invited. That seems, I don't want to say rude, but different. <laughs> just different. different. Um, we were, it would have been a really long flight. Um, but so we got some Instagram posts, of course. So uh, I have to say my favorite one. Please. It was the Sussex Royal one, and I loved it because there was a very cute... Um, 
quote from Harry. It was very sweet and husbandy, and you know, he said. Um, so first, it said, "Which wishing HRH the Duchess of Sussex a happy birthday," and then in quotes, uh, "Happy birthday to my amazing wife. Thank you for joining me on this adventure. Love H. Love H. It's just a very like." you know, spouse thing to say. Like, yeah. this adventure, and it's, it's okay, it's, like, twofold. It's this adventure that we call life. Mm-hmm. Like, this adventure that is being royal and having your entire life documented. Yeah, thank you for giving me your life. Like, your privacy. Like, this adventure is not just a regular adventure. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I also, um, I feel like this is the royal slash celebrity version of Thanks for Doing Life With Me, which I believe Vox just had an article about. Yeah, by um, Laura Turner. Yes, about like that sort of language that people use or the similar phrases that people use over and over when they're discussing their significant others on Instagram. I want to shout out an Instagram account right now that I'm obsessed with and I hope everyone follows. It's um, So Caroline Moss, who was on our show like, yes. a year ago. I can't believe the show's been on so long. But over a year ago, we had Caroline Moss on and she wrote a book with uh, Michelle Markowitz called Hey Ladies, and they have this Instagram account called Hey Ladies Book, where they just make fun of like the Hey Ladies things, yes. which is like doing life together, yeah. crazy bachelor. The culture parties. around weddings and being in weddings and being a bridesmaid and it's and very all of that. fun, highly entertaining stuff. And like they'll highlight news stories that are like this bridesmaid said every. Or this bride said all her bridesmaids had to be the same height, so the short girl had to wear nine-inch heels. <laughs> what? Anyway, other Instagram accounts. Lag podcast. <laughs> At Kensington Royal uh, posted a photo of um, the Fab Four walking to Christmas last year and with Prince Charles, and it said, wishing a very happy birthday to the Duchess of Sussex today with a little red balloon, which I kind of feel like is their internal family emoji. They all use it for each other's birthdays. And then my actual favorite, so of course I liked Harry's little message on the Sussex Royal account, but if I may say, my favorite was actually the Clarence House Instagram. Um, Please tell me why. Yeah, so they said, a very happy birthday to HRH, the Duchess of Sussex. The first image is um, Megan in that green embroidered coat when she was pregnant. She looks like a freaking angel. There's light all around. Canada House, right? Yes, Excellent memory. There's light all around her head. Her makeup is exquisite. She's wearing a messy bun. It's like perfect Megan. But then the two other images in the carousel are one, her and Charles giggling together at an event in Commonwealth Day in Westminster Abbey. And then the third photo is her and Camilla giggling together. (laughs) The garden party right after their wedding. It's like, do you have flashcards somewhere? This is very impressive. No, I just remember them because... I used to blog. I mean, we did discuss them at the times, but I just love that the way they chose, I think they all, this is not a complaint, I guess. I just didn't realize I was craving this until I saw it on the Clarence House account, which like I would not have expected this. Of all the Of places. all the accounts, but like usually they all post like Getty images of each other that are sort of generic. And these are, of course, professionally taken as well. They're like, you know, from the press pool. But I love that Charles and Camilla chose to wish her happy birthday by showing moments of them bonding in public, like them giggling together. Like, that's really sweet. Well, it's always been widely reported that, um, actually, I don't know about Camilla and Megan. I'm sure they have a good bond, but especially Megan and Charles, they've. it's been so widely reported that they have such yes. a close bond. Which I just love. I mean, obviously, we all remember him walking her halfway down the aisle, which was so special. But I just love that 
this is how they chose to commemorate her day by being like, we really like you. That's what it felt like to me. I mean, it is her her in-laws at the end of the day. It's like, we have to like you, but we love you too. Yeah. I just, that's what I mean. It just No, it's we have to love you, but we like you. We also like you. It just, it struck me as very warm, like warm in a way that I wouldn't have expected. So anyway, I just really liked that. So that's my favorite. We have a bunch of other funny little news stories. Something that we need to change our travel plans around. The cottage next to Kate Middleton and Prince William's home is for rent. And what's more, it's $8.50 a month. Yeah, I mean, $8.50 a month. Okay, so I think in other places that aren't New York, $8.50 might be a lot. To me, that is half my rent. I mean, it's, it's two bedrooms, isn't it? It's it's a giant cottage. In my mind, it's giant. Um, it's twenty cherry tree. It's available for about um, eight fifty. We're citing people. Um, the only downside is that it comes with steep stairs, <laughs> and there's a strict no cats policy. Dogs will be considered on a house by house basis. Now, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard because usually I feel like cats are always allowed. It's dogs that are case by case if they're allowed at all. We'll see. I'm a dog person. Me too. That's why I'm like, wait, that's confused. I mean, I support it that they're like, oh, yeah, dogs go ahead. But a cat we have to approve. Like I OK, I'm about to get Cats personnel. don't bark. My apartment is freaking teeny. Like yeah. I can touch so much of my apartment just from standing in one spot. Yes. And it's quite expensive because it's New York City. Yes. If I could live in a what I can only assume is a palatial cottage. Maybe <laughs> maybe to other people it's small, but like yes. to New York City studio dwellers, I'm like, if I could live in a cottage for eight fifty and have a dog. Yeah. And be across the street from the Cambridges. It's a lot of really good stuff. And we actually had a couple of Roros send this to us. Um, so I really appreciate that. But it points out that the small <laughs> this article, which we got from People, says that the small village of Anmer has just 29 houses and a population of 63, maybe 65 by the time we're done with it. So when I was reading this, um, it reminds me of Downton Abbey and how everyone kind of lives in this village that's kind of around this like big estate so it says Sandringham's housing policy which means like it's all in the Sandringham estate area um it so they said they prioritize those who live and work locally those moving to the area are also considered but what I mean is it seems like oh you kind of can live in Sandringham with the queen yeah it does seem like that I also like I would be living and working locally because I I work wherever I sleep I roll over in the morning and I get my laptop and then I start working. So Tina I would say I would live work. Liz Lemon said it's a modern day cowboy being a freelancer. <laughs> That's me. Um, so this uh, article, which, again, a, a few listeners sent to us, reminded like suggested to us that we should do in this sort of dead time of August, the dead time of August when you're like, what should we do? What should we do? And we, keep in mind, Caitlin has been writing for. House Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Um, Yes, I write for House Beautiful. I have a new article in the September issue where I profile Tom Felicia from the original (gasps) Queer Eye. I know. Uh, I know. Caitlin, I really hate looking at the pictures that you post of your House Beautiful (laughs) articles because I just feel sad. I know. Because I look at them and I'm like, I could live like that I know. my entire life was different. I know. It's 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 really tough for me as well. When they're like, oh, this is our, like, butler's pantry. I'm like, what are you saying? Um, <laughs> anyway, so we're doing a bit of a design special. Surprise. Surprise. Uh, so 
this cottage, which we're clearly moving into. Yes. I hope that our studio will also move there. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could Skype in. We, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, like, we deal with it. Like, Matt and Alfred, you guys will figure it out. Like, it's fine. <laughs> um, but then... Uh, we're also like, what else do the royals have going on, especially the Cambridges? When it um, comes to real estate, just to follow that train of thought. Um, what's going on in Mystique? Yeah, so we did a we did a little look, thanks to Harper's Bazaar, inside their vacation villa in Mystique, which, as I noted last week. Um, it's a very expensive place. So according to The Sun, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, they stay in a villa that is £27,000 a week, which is $33,000, which is um, significantly 33, more. 33000 I know. That was my salary at my <laughs> first full-time job, which I didn't even get until I was like 25. Exa- I was, After like years of working 100%. in New York. That's, I was making about that when I was 25. It was actually exactly 33. Wow. Amazing. Oh my God. Brutal. Wow. Um, the, pub- the Sun reports that the villa boat five bedrooms along with a chef, butler, housekeeper, and a private garden, which, of course, this is the Villa Antilles, which is owned by Andrew Dunn, who just so happens to be a friend of Prince William. So maybe he just, like, lends it out. When you're that kind of rich, I guess you can do that. Um, The property was built in 2016 and has its own infinity pool. Um, Again, they go there almost every year for the last couple of years um, because it's super, super private. And that's where Princess Margaret used to go all the time. I kind and of Mick love Jagger would hang out. And Mick Jagger hangs out there too. So you can't just go to Mystique. You have to be flying into a property, basically. Um, just no riffraff. You can't take a kayak from one of the other Caribbean islands. You have to have a booking in place. What's pretty crazy to me is – since you're also a travel reporter in addition to being a design reporter yeah. and a weddings reporter and a, and royals, a royals commentator like in addition to all these things you're a travel reporter but you're even like I don't know if I could get there I don't think I could get there if anybody wants to invite me to Mystique I'm up to the challenge I would go as well honestly Thank you. it's outside my beat <laughs> but I would do it. We'd figure out a way. Um, but yeah, what a concept. I just like the idea of them being able to relax in a place. I mean, a place that happens to be $33,000 a week, I could probably also relax that way. But um, I just like imagine these three kids running around everywhere, like really getting to relax. And I, I do have to say, there have been times when William and Kate have been photographed on vacation, uh, Zermatt in Switzerland when they were about to break up and you know, of course, on the boats and things like that. But they the horrible find, French stuff. Yeah, the horrible French stuff I don't even want to mention. But, like, they find a way. They find the seclusion, right? Like, they went to the Seychelles on their honeymoon, which is, like, off a little couple of islands off the coast of Africa. Like, they figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about vacations. We're talking about real estate and decor. So we're also wanting to cover um, a look inside their home at Kensington Palace. Now, there's... Lots of information out there about Kensington Palace. Um, you know, the, a map of the rooms, the floor plan. I always think of it as like Diana's home. A hundred percent. You know, if my as I always say, one of my favorite episodes is when we had Victoria Arbiter on and she grew up there. She spent her, teen, her teenage years there basically in the stables, as she put it. We just love to bring her up. I just love Victoria. Um, but so all that – there's a lot of information that is public, but it's still – you know, a pri- like there are still private rooms in their private apartment. So what we know of them is only what they have given to us. And the way we've gotten the most information is when they release those pictures with the Obamas. 
<laughs> yes. So it was a few years ago, and we're not being political, so please mm-hmm. don't get mad at us. But it's just, this was like the only time you got to see inside their drawing room. And in my recent travel to L.A., where I tried to book a flight with points, which meant that I had to have a layover because I don't have that many points, sure. um, I bought a Tatler magazine. And there was a whole thing about, like, the drawing rooms you need to hang out in. Oh, and one of the drawing rooms was the Chumdleys. Ah, uh, Okay. Interesting. It was it was interesting. I'll I'll share it with you. Please, please do. But anyway, so you're in the drawing room with them. They have the Obamas there and Harry's there, and you actually get to see like their decor. I remember before Will and Kate moved in, before I was technically royally obsessed. I was just royally obsessed. It wasn't junior junior level. Oh my gosh, I'm drunk. I'm sorry. I hit the (laughs) microphone. Anyway, um, but I remember like they were doing all these renovations, and this is when you first got to see it. So here is how I, who does not write about design like Caitlin, mm. would describe it. I feel like you look at their decor, um, and it's it's got some of the old fashioned stuff that they need to have, like uh, various um, chairs with some goldness on them and yeah. stuff like that. But it, it looks like they're trying to have a modern kind of shabby chic, comfortable, nice area. While also still being like, okay, we have to host guests here. I mean, it is the the drawing room. It is pretty formal. It looks honestly not unlike the Oval Office under Obama. Um, Trump has redecorated. I mean, as many presidents do, has redecorated a little bit. But it's like, you know, cream tones, a lot of gold, gold frames, um, stiff back chairs, floral cushions with like flowers on every surface. Um, well, there's you know. even like a picture of Kate against a pillow, and it looks like she's against a velvet pillow. Yeah, which is very cool. I like a little texture. Um, but yeah, there's oil paintings and gold frames. It's like a pretty formal space. That said, when you're hosting the Obamas, you probably have them in your formal space. Like that makes yeah. sense. And I mean, we all remember the pictures of George on his rocking chair <laughs> or rocking, rocking horse. horse. Yeah, his rocking horse with that little. Um, like perfect pajama outfit and the gym jams. house coat and stuff like that. Gym jams. And then and the only other picture that we really know, or at least in this segment, um, <laughs> uh, was when Kate was guest editing the Huffington Post UK. Yes. And they came to her. And so you see a little bit more. And that looks more like diplomatic offices. Yeah. Again, another oil painting in a gold frame. It looks like a an apple monitor on a on a desk so that's just like funny to see amid the teapots and everything Um, (laughs) so many teapots so many teapots i will point out this is a term i only recently learned because i had to but at the top of the room you can see the molding and that is called dental molding because it looks like teeth that's a real thing interesting i know they don't have the that. popcorn stuff that I grew up with. <laughs> no. No, no, no. They're none not of, middle class. None of the the trim, the fake trim that you buy from Home Depot. This is dental molding. And then, of course, we haven't seen inside Amner Hall, Mm-mm. which I actually respect, of course. Like, I want to see because I am incredibly nosy, which is maybe why I'm a journalist. Yeah. But it's at the required. same time— I think that it's really nice that they have a home and it's their own. So we've not seen inside it. But also from Hello, there's an article about Amner Hall and the stuff that they did to it. Um, they had a renovation before they moved in. And um, this is a quote from them. Uh, they write, 
With her eye for interiors, Kate has overseen an estimated, oh, I don't care about the money. (laughs) Millions of dollars. Blah, 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 blah. I think the millions of dollars is worth noting because there was some like, you know, feather fluffing over the Sussexes spending millions of dollars on their renovation. But here you go. Cambridge is doing the same thing. Well, then I will retract my (laughs) drunk leases out. Um, It it said an estimated 1.5 million pounds, approximately 2.3 million refurbishment. Uh, But the inside was decorated with the help of a designer. An architect, Charles Morris, and then... Wait, but the designer also helped Sarah Jessica Parker and Liv Tyler. Which I love. Um, They said that the designer has a love for classic country houses but isn't afraid to bring them up to date. With a splash of color. Oh, sorry. Color. A splash of color and some bright wallpaper. And it said that um, he's known for mixing antique furniture with modern accessories and that he encouraged Kate to step out of her comfort zone. And that one of those things that they did together... um, that the George's nursery and the drawing room are more traditional and classic, but other areas are bolder. For example, their dining room is jewel green. Oh, I love a jewel green. I do too, honestly, and I think it's in right now. Uh, I've been following apartment therapy on Instagram, and every Instagram. day it's a different picture where I'm like, like I don't have a great apartment. I sent it to my boyfriend. I'm like, you should do this. Yeah, a jewel green dining room. I mean, just to have a dining room. Just <laughs> imagine. Have a, just have a room dedicated in to our, eating. In our LA life where we have houses. 100%. We have um, the drawing room at Kensington Palace, which is lots of very formal creams and golds. That's what we saw at the Obamas. At Anmar Hall, we know that she hired a hip designer to the stars, that Kate hired a hip designer to the stars, and has a jewel green dining room, which is really cool and um yeah that's pretty much it oh and that we can rent an apartment across the street and it's less than our rent here and it's so. less than our rent here but it's two bedrooms so if you and i had that oh my god Kaylin, it's two bedrooms we would make a profit we would make a profit lisa okay it's it's settled i just we're in an interesting time this is like the existential time of year where we're like i don't want to live in new york should we live in either norfolk England or California. Norfolk, England seems to be cheaper. It does seem cheaper. California is not cheap. It's not cheap. Anyway, Um, uh, before we adjourn the Royal Pod, some highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Again, it's not a heavy news week, so see what we can pull. What's your low? My low. (laughs) 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 That's my high. That's my high right there. There it is. <laughs> My low is I'm so tired. <laughs> no, wait, no, hold on. My low is that I can't find British Vogue. I'm yeah. sure by the time this comes out or like in the next week, I'll be able to find it. But I really, in my travels, went from shop to shop trying to find it, couldn't find it anywhere. I think we have to honestly adjust our expectations around the British Vogue because in general, magazines will announce their issues a week before it actually hits newsstands and then we're talking about a British magazine which will take like another it might be another two weeks before we even see it in New York and that's a major metropolis who knows what's going on in the rest of the country you know so adjust the expectations for that my low mm, is that even though Eugenie is joining the podcast nation she probably won't come on ours (laughs) that's a low 
I guess it's like an eternal low. It's an it's eternal not, low. I doubt any of them want to come on here. Yeah, it's a it's a super like, low. We're very would, polite. Why would you want to condone this activity though? We don't dig. Like I wouldn't be. I would be so nice to her. I would be so nice to her. It's very true. Thank you. Um, how? What's your high? My high was um, finding the Megan's Mirror article about interior design. Love it. And then also to just like talk about myself. Great. My high was being in Pasadena, mm. which is not that interesting of a place. However, it's where Mandy Moore lives. And Mandy Moore had this house renovation that was all over Architectural Digest. And I was obsessed with it. So I was briefly in Pasadena and I was like, oh my God, that house is here. Lisa, that is not related to the Royals. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my high is she's that... A, she's a princess in her own way. My high is... Beatrice's birthday. Wow. Okay. I'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, my high is that Lisa and I are moving to Norfolk <laughs> to rent that apartment. I can't wait that for cottage. our boyfriends to visit us. Yeah. If if they'd like to. Um, I hear British visas are super easy to get. So it should be <laughs> fine. Um, you can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Uh, would you like to read this review? Okay, the review is from Dominique Noel. Uh, it says, wonderful. I love listening on my way to work or at the office answering emails. It's like listening to good friends talk. Keep, keep it going, ladies. Heart emoji. We won't stop. We won't stop. That's incredibly sweet. Um, I refuse to stop. So please, everyone, follow the show on Instagram at Really Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Really Obsessed. You can follow me at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at lisaraya.com. And you can follow me, Caitlin, at heykmenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at caitlinmenza.com. And until next week, please, God save the pod. God grants a nap. God, like, how am I going to get home? (laughs) (laughs) Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.